You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Help! I suck at dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. Not to mention Jared. And Jared Haven. (laughs) That should be our intro moving forward. Yeah, it's like an iHeartRadio podcast with Dean Ungler. And Jared. Anyways, what is going on, Sucky Daters? We are back in studio We're not in Napa. We're here in good old Los Angeles. And boy, does it feel good to be talking to you. I feel at ease when I talk to my Sucky Daters. You know, I feel like I'm at home with my people. It's like a second home. I feel like we can all just commiserate in our suckiness together every week on Monday. And sometimes Jared, Mark, and Easton are part of it, too. Uh, a couple times a week. Not too many times. Do you, does Kaylin think you suck at dating? Kaylin does, definitely does think I suck at dating. I do, sorry, at the top of this, I do want to congratulate our good friends, Becca and T- uh, Tanya, for their People Choice Award for their podcast. Congratulations. Round of applause. Second year running. It's two years in a row, and gosh dang it, I'm so freaking jealous of that. I'm so jealous, which is why right now I want to make a challenge to everybody in this studio yeah. and everybody listening to this podcast. We have 364 days until the next. <laughs> Let's People knock them Choice off their Awards. throne. Okay, scrubbing. How in. do you get nominated? What is that process? Because I don't even know. I think fans have to nominate. They do. So scrubbing in has some very loyal fans. That is the truth. So does help by suck at dating. Yes, yep. they do. That's true. Don't ever under underestimate our suck at daters. Okay, okay. sucky daters. We, we, if you're out there, let's all suck together. And, let's all suck together. Yes. We have one year, one year to get us on the right track to be nominated for the People Choice Award of Best Pop Podcast. And I'm challenging everybody in this room, everybody listening to this podcast right now, and whoever our future third host is, yep. <laughs> we're getting nominated next year. But Help I Suck at Dating is getting nominated at the People Choice Awards for Best Pop, Best Pop Podcast. And damn it, we're going to win. I want us to be clear on something. The sucking is not going to stop. We're going to keep no. sucking. We're going to suck harder than we've ever we're sucked before. Suck so hard, suck all the way to the never, trophy. You've never been sucked so hard in your life. But we want to suck with you, and we want to suck on stage at the People's Choice Awards next year. When suck we're that stage that hard, baby. So you're saying to Becca and Tanya, they are on notice that you're coming for them next we're year. We're coming for them. Are they we're, right behind us? Uh, Tanya is. Oh, there she is. Tanya's not happy. <laughs> Dean, Jared, uh, the unnamed third co-host, and the Suck Army is coming the for Becca Suck Army. Tanya. We're coming for you, baby. You got 364 days to be on that throne. Oh, man. It's good to be oh, back, you she guys. Just, she did the whole finger across the neck thing. Tanya's actually quite intimidating when she's mad. <laughs> Anyways, but real talk, congratulations to them. They kill it. Seriously. And Jana Kramer was a nominee as well. Yes. Yep. Jana was. Uh, Caitlin Bristow for her no, podcast. No, 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 she's no. not an iHeart. We I only Heart, give congratulations to iHeart Podcast. Okay. Jana and Tanya and Becca. Congratulations, Congratulations, guys. Um, Also, today is... It's a big day for you. It's a big day for me, personally. Uh, It's uh, an actor's birthday. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. He's one of all our favorite actors of all time. Let's be honest. Now, we're a a dating podcast, but we have to talk about this. It's Leonardo DiCaprio's birthday, ladies and gentlemen. 
I just watched round of clapping. for everyone. Now? I watched yes. uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on my flight back from oh. New York. Well, well, it's, it is well in that movie. I was going to ask, thinking like, guys, seeing it's Leo's birthday, what is your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Mm. Honestly, as much as I, I really enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and thought he was fantastic in it, I think my favorite acting performance of his was in Gilbert Grape. Oh, he's incredible. In Disappears into that character. You know what's so funny? That movie uh, has, for a lot of people, not aged well, and his performance hasn't aged oh, well really? in it, I which seen I it disagree. Since. Yeah, no, I think I think he's fantastic in it. But but is it, is it the situation where if you play, is it no longer correct to play someone with a handicap? I think it is correct. Brian Cranston went through this when he was upside down i th- or the up and down he was in that movie with kevin hart where he played a paraplegic oh, right 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 he got a lot of flack the for that the, the upside, upside thank you he got a lot of flack for doing that but at the end of the day an actor's job is to perform a role so true but nowadays they say cast someone with that affliction mm-hmm. as that role or cast a transgender in a transgender role and scarlett johansson was supposed to play a transgender she dropped out because yep. of the backlash so all right, I can see both sides of yeah. it because I can see the side where you want people with the you know with a disability to have an opportunity to get that role. But at the same time, a lot of production companies are investing a lot of money in these in these you know films. Mm-hmm. So you want it to do well, so you get an actor like Brian Cranston, right? And as so, an actor, you want a challenge. You want a challenge, and playing someone who's blind, for example, is a huge challenge for an actor. Exactly. But we're really getting off topic. But you see, oh, your yeah, favorite, Leo, Gilbert Grape. So that's your favorite role. Is it also your favorite movie? Ooh, okay. Give me a second on that one. Come back to me. Easton? You know, you're a big film guy. I really liked Revolutionary Road. He did. Underrated with, movie. With Michael Shannon. Yeah, it's so mm. good. Did, we're over two in movies I've ever even heard of. You never heard point. of Revolutionary Road? Never is, that, of, is Kate Winslet in that one? Yes, yeah, it is. came up again. It was the first movie they did together since Titanic, and they went on record saying they wanted to do a very small, in, well, not it's not a small indie movie, but a very <laughs> small production scaled movie because of Titanic whenever they did another movie together, which was Revolutionary Road, directed by Sam Mendes, one of my favorite directors because he did American Beauty. I feel like wow. everyone's just flexing on me right now. Everyone knows all this stuff about movies. <laughs> You're naming these lesser-known movies that apparently Leo's just kick-ass in. You're knowing directors and all that kind I'm of stuff. I'm a big film guy. By the way, Revolutionary Road, great performance by Michael Shannon. Oh, my God. Michael he- Shanahan was a coach Shannon. for the Broncos in the 90s. <laughs> he was nominated, I believe, for that movie. Yep. Really? I believe he got an Oscar nomination. Should we just turn this into a movie podcast? Well, what's your favorite? <laughs> Help me out. I what is it, Dean? What's your favorite Leo movie? Well, I feel like I need to say something. I can't say like Titanic. You now. can't say Titanic because that's lame, but anything else works. Well, you could say Titanic. Um, it's either between Catch Me If You Can. That's a good one. Or, Great one. or Wolf of Wall Street. The two that's a good one? Fit. Okay, let me, let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. back when I used to have a job uh, in our office to kill time, we would sometimes Google... Uh, actors mm-hmm. and then when you google actor there's like a list of movies that come up mm-hmm. and so the game was you would google the actor and then everyone around you would have to guess the first three movies that come up when you google that actor oh it's a really burning the midnight oil over there <laughs> <laughs> hey we worked hard and we played hard okay <laughs> like the wolf of wall street <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna play that game with you guys right now real quick if we can okay let's do it so leonardo dicaprio is the actor that's googled there's three movies that come up uh it's basically like it's not maybe Don't the most cheese, like, it's not like their biggest box office hit movies, but it's three movies that probably they're most well known oh, you, you for. You did this? You looked this up? I have it on my phone right now. Oh, okay, yes. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you're playing the game, so don't look it up. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I, I was about to, and then I closed the tab. You get three strikes, and this might take a little longer than uh, we have time for, but we're going to play it real quick. Three strikes, Leonardo's first three movies. This is fun. I like this game. On Google. We'll do it once a week. How about? Great, with a different actor. <laughs> Absolutely. Love it. Uh, an actor of the birthday of that week. Oh, very nice. It's Leo's Jared. birthday today. Here we go. Nice. So we're okay. going to do we're Leonardo inst- DiCaprio. Instituting a new tradition right now. And everyone has to agree on the movie that you're saying. So, like, if. Uh, Easton oh, says, okay. if you can, and one of you disagrees, then you can't say it. Oh, All right, so we're in this in a team. Effort. Okay. Okay. Myself, Easton, and Mark. Here normally, we go. Normally get three strikes. I'm only giving you guys two strikes, considering your movie buffness. I mean, Titanic is an obvious, right? That's yeah. got to be the I would one. say Titanic has to be up there. Okay. So, is that are we all in agreement? Yes. That's yeah. locked in? Locked. Titanic is on there. All right. All right. All right. Now, number two, I th- The Departed has to be up there. Right. For Lee, I think he's almost think most so. well known. Yeah, for the I think The Departed. I don't. I think, this is tough because he has a lot. I would say either The Departed or Wolf of Wall Street. What Both about Inception? Very, the Revenant. Inception could be up there. The Revenant. Well, he did win for Revenant. That's that, would, that which will boost its Google yeah. searches. <sighs> God. All right. What I'll go with The Departed. Uh, yeah. Now, now I'm second guessing myself <laughs> though. Maybe not Departed. I feel like Wolf of Wall Street might be more up there than Departed. By the way, Departed is my favorite Leo I movie. I wonder if this is affected by recent movies. That could Once Upon a Time in Hollywood be in there because everyone's ta- everyone's Googling mm. it now. All right, what is our vote? 
Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, Are no, we get two strikes? So, should we go Wolf of Wall Street I, or Revenant? I say one of those two. I say Wolf of Wall Street. Of those yeah, two. I, even though you won for the Revenant, people are probably googling Wolf of Wall Street more. Wolf of Wall Street, Dean. Lock and it in, and it's on there. Hey! Yeah! All right, you have one more movie to guess, and you have two strikes. So good job that so helps. far. I say we go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't think that's a bad because idea. Of the timing of it. Just came out in the summer. It's probably coming to DVD very soon. That's Christmas true, and sales. he will likely get nominated for this, I believe, because it's a big, high-profile Tarantino movie. Oh, it's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm Easy. in. Okay. I'm in. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not on there. Oh, wow. no. Now we're in trouble. We only got one more strike. Full count. Full count. All right, let's think about this. It's got to be your Inception could be up yeah. there, but Revenant, he did win for Best Picture. What about, like... Uh... The, the, the aviator, like the man aviator. in the iron mask, man in the iron mask, the beach, the beach might be up there. Uh, the only thing I'm thinking about departed here is because Scorsese's been in the news with the Irishman mm. and the whole thing. But maybe he it's has not timely because we got that one wrong. So maybe timely isn't the way to play this game. Maybe no, we got it's... that one right. Once upon a time in Hollywood was up there, right? Oh no, no, that was our strike. Oh, yeah. I got to really pay attention. Yeah, so I'm thinking it might just be an, an cumulative search. I also hope people listening to this are, are driving so they don't have, they can't right, Google they can it play along. They yeah, can yeah, play yeah. along. Is there going to be some dating advice? Does this help us like a dating? I don't want to be that guy, but for the sake of time, we are now on a 30-second timer. Oh, oh, no. oh the timer's God. on there. should have done a 10-second timer. 30 seconds is way too long. I love knowing that Dean has updated to 13.1 because that's the new timer, so that's good to have. Oh, he upgraded yeah. his software. The circle, the circle going around is new. You're wasting a lot of time. Okay, sorry, we got 15 seconds. Uh... What did we narrow it down to? Inception uh, or Revenant? Oh, no, oh. no, Inception or Departed, right? Do, I think I think the Departed yeah. was your first instinct. And I'm Departed. Down. Departed. All right, Departed. We're going Departed. You're going Departed mm-hmm. over all of those other ones? Departed is not on the no! list! That's <laughs> the third one. It was the only one he's won an Oscar for. The Revenant. Revenant. Oh, it's the Revenant. Damn it. Come on. That was fun. Tune in next week for another episode of with Guess Dean, Mark, Eason, and Jared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was fun, though. See, it's yeah. a stupid game, but it's kind of fun. Anyways, congratulations to Leonardo DiCaprio for celebrating his 58th birthday today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> How old is he? Doing, I, mean, I have no idea. Uh, he's got to be late 40s. He's got to be. I, go ahead. Yes. 47. I'll bring it up. 47? <laughs> this entire uh, podcast yeah. is going to be about Leonardo <laughs> yeah. DiCaprio. Dean, is it older or younger than 47? Uh, I think it's, it's on the nose. On the nose? I think he's younger. He's 45 today. Ooh, so close, so close. Well, we have an incredible episode for you. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in studio, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Actually, funny story. I I texted you guys this. I saw Lawrence Fishburne at uh, Whole Foods right across the street. And I wanted to say hi so badly because I'm a big Lawrence Fishburne fan. I remember watching The Matrix as a kid. It was very influential as a, in my childhood. And then I went back and watched a lot, of, a lot of Lawrence Fishburne's movies that I could. I was a big fan of a movie called Fled, which was like this total B action movie with him, Stephen Baldwin, and Sama Hayek. And I freaking loved that movie so much. It was like that movie that you'd go to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster as a kid and just rent constantly. It was like either that or Superman IV, The Quest for Peace. This is the kind of child I was. Um, but anyway, so that's that's our that's that's my actor sighting for the day. Uh, I, what Jared was trying to say was, we got a great episode today. We're gonna have Lawrence Tracy- Fishburne's gonna be in <laughs> studio. <laughs> We're gonna have Tracy Crossley on, uh, who has her own dating podcast to talk about attachment styles. A little bit with her. We're gonna speak with Katie from FabFitFun. Just a little bit. We love FabFitFun here on the Help I Suck at Dating podcast. Um, before we do any of that, we're gonna take a quick break. But before we took that quick break, Jared, how was Napa last week? Napa was great. We recorded a couple episodes. We had Joe and Kendall talking about their dating app. We interviewed uh, a band uh, called King Calloway, which is like this young country band, but also it's a little bit of a boy band, which they didn't like when I said that. But I'm a huge defender of boy bands, as you guys well know. And I think Backstreet Boys is one of the most uh, polarizing and uh, popular bands in the history of music. That's right. I said it. Come at me, bro. Uh, They were awesome. And so it was a lot of fun. But it stayed at this beautiful resort. Uh, it was a great time. Quick trip, but a lot of fun. Nice. Thanks for asking, Dean. We missed you. Yeah. Why didn't? Why couldn't you come? I was in Mexico rock climbing. That makes sense. For 10 days. I know Did you this drive down I, there? Fo- I follow Dean's location on my phone. That's so right. whenever I go on my find my friends, he's in my, he was in Mexico. You guys share locations? Dean. Do we share? I know I have no, yours. You only have mine. It's funny, actually, because I was in Mexico when you guys were recording in Napa, and I was like, I wonder if Mark's like 
seeing where I am right now. <laughs> like the thought sure actually was. crossed my mind. I was yes. like, I wonder if Mark's like checking me out. Yeah, I checked you out. I think it's only fair if you share your I'm location happy with him. To do yeah, that. I follow Mark's location. I'm gonna send mine to you two right now, just Did so you, you have it. Oh, you and great. Ashley share Thank locations you. with each other. Oh, constantly. I'm surprised she hasn't put a chip in me yet. I think <laughs> Caitlin and I have our locations shared. I'm pretty sure. I never check it. That was very funny, Jared. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm waiting for it. Um, but yeah, we share locations. But anyway, yes, Easton, I'm very. Just let me know. Oh, here we go. Share location. Share so, indefinitely. Um, so what now is this team Mark and Dean versus team Easton and Jared or what? Well, if it's t- in terms of like how many miles, actually, no, we might gonna... win because I fly a lot. I'm not you drive a lot. a lot. I'm not saying we, it... we'll get those miles, Easton. I'm just saying if Mark has my location and Easton has your location, that's kind of like division of t- of uh, to like keep tabs on the host. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Easton, where the hell's Jared? Even though I'm always on time, so I don't even know why we say that. Uh, did you drive down to Mexico, by the way? No, I flew. Oh, okay, flew no to Monterey, drove up to Hidalgo, rock climbed for 10 days. Great Pretty trip. exciting. No real dating news to report back from that trip. I didn't record a podcast with Joe and Kendall or anything like that, but it was fun. I, I mean... We missed you in Napa. I, it's I always did. better when we're together. I didn't sh- it's always better when we're together. <laughs> I didn't shower the entire time I was down there, which is great. It was a personal challenge I set out oh for, and I, I felt fantastic. When's the last time you washed your hair? Yesterday when I got back. Oh, never mind. That's not. How long did you go? Ten days. Okay. But I jumped in the pool a couple times. I just like didn't uh, shower ever. Chlorine helps. Unfortunate for the people who also use that pool, but <laughs> or sat next to you on the plane ride home. <laughs> See, but here's the thing that I've actually realized is <laughs> a lot of my. Why the hell does it smell like chlorine in this plane? <laughs> whenever I'm around you guys, I always feel like an outsider, right? But whenever I'm around people like that, like like rock climb with or do any of that stuff with, they're all doing the same stuff I'm doing. Yeah. They like put me. They like love that I'm living in a van. They love that I, like I'm all stinky and stuff. Let me clarify. We all love that you're living in a van. Love it. But I guess I. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I need to clarify too. I guess that we all are kind of doing the same thing, and so we all like understand each other a lot more in that sense, specifically where they're like, "Yeah, I haven't showered in two weeks either." Or, yeah, I've been homeless for four months now, and like stuff like that. And they all—it's just like it's like it's like second nature to them. You know what I mean? They're always like, "Oh yeah, I'm flying to Alaska to go skiing for two weeks now," and I'm like, "That sounds." Where dope. do you I'm stay? In Mexico? Yeah, we had an Airbnb. Okay. There's like there's like twelve of us in a, in a big Airbnb. Did you know all twelve people, or yeah. was this like a oh, okay? Yeah, I thought there was like some sort of van community. Do you feel safe down there? I know that was a concern. Yeah, uh, we looked up some headlines before going down there. Sure. There was like eighteen butchered and dismembered and thrown in a well. Yeah, that was rough. yeah. Uh, and we kind of joked about it, but then when we got down there, there was never a moment where we felt unsafe. And it's kind of a bummer that Mexico gets such a bad rep. And like obviously yeah. there's some bad stuff that's happening, mm-hmm. but there's also bad stuff that's happening in the U.S. Truth. Yeah. I don't know that we don't really pay much attention to, but yeah, no, I've never felt unsafe. Um, it was it was a good trip, and I'm glad that you had a good trip up in Napa. I'm I'm sad I missed it. Yeah, I'm sad you missed it too. But we'll we'll be back. You'll what, be back in Napa anytime soon. What's funny is I texted Amy. I said, "Hey, I can't come. Um, I'm going to be in Monterey." And she goes, "Wait, that's perfect. That's where we're going to be." <laughs> but she meant Monterey, California. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wait, no, that's not right. I'm in Monterey, Mexico. No, I'm different Monterey for you." Anyways. Um, Special episode. Anything else you want to touch on before we get into our first break before our first guest? No, I say we go right to it, and then uh, we have Fat Fit Fun coming up with Absolutely. Katie. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh... Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. 
There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. If you're in Southern California and love Cheryl Crow, who doesn't love a little soak up the sun, we have something very special for you. Cheryl is doing a private performance at the iHeartRadio Theater Monday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. It's free. You just need to email us to RSVP, and we will email you back to confirm. So email isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. That's isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com if you would like tickets to see Cheryl Crow in L.A. All right, we are back with the one of the co-founders of FabFitFun, Katie Kitchens. Katie, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? We are great. Thank you for joining us. And for our listeners out there, you've heard us talk about FabFitFun before. You probably are already a subscriber to FabFitFun. And if you're not, you've probably seen any one of the numerous Bachelor alumni promote it on their social channels, maybe on their podcast. But Katie, just give us a quick rundown on what FabFitFun is. Absolutely. So we are a lifestyle membership best known for our subscription boxes. So people can sign up, they pay $50 a quarter, and they're going to get treated to over $200 in full-size beauty, fashion, fitness, home, wellness, and tech products every season. And then it gives you access to our greater membership. So things like FabFitFun TV, our community, our amazing flash sales where members can shop um, really great brands um, with better prices anywhere they can find online or in real life. Okay, okay so what kind of stuff is it though? It's 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 basically unisex, but there's a lot of it's female oriented as well. Or what? I don't know. Kind lifestyle of beauty products. I know my favorite yeah, fun boxes. Yeah, it's what we call lifestyle. So you know every you know it's just everything that makes you feel good. So you know in the beauty category, there's skincare, there's hair care, there's cosmetics, um, all the way over to like tech products, and so that's where we're talking about. You know, Beats headphones, um, electric diffusers, massagers, all kinds of cool stuff. Who handpicks the, the the stuff that goes in the box? So um, it's been a little bit of an evolution. Um, that I sort of oversee what we call partnerships. It includes carrying the box. So in the beginning, you know, I picked eight products that I loved. Everyone came from um, a digital media brand that we had built. Um, and so they were very much my demo. So if I liked it, you know, chances were high that members were going to like it as well. Now that we are 1 million plus, it's a much more diverse audience. Um, so we have a merchandising team who has, you know, incredible taste as trend forecasting over a year in advance alongside a really robust um, consumer insights and data science team. You know, so they are constantly serving members about who they are, what brands they like, what trends they're excited by. And all of that then, you know, arms the merch team to go find, you know, the best products and the best brands each season. And I think the other piece that's kind of cool is that, you know, the boxes are now customized to each individual member. So um, it works in two ways. You know, one, members can pick different products in their box. So you may choose between, you know, an eyeshadow palette, an oversized scarf, or an electric diffuser. Or if you want to remain surprised each season, like the beginning, our wonderful team of data scientists will choose for you based on your profile. I'm a big advocate of FabFitFun. It's a great gift for your fiance, wife, in my opinion. Dean, it's a great gift for girlfriends as well. So if you're looking for a Christmas gift it's, for Kaylin, look no further. It's very high on the list. And I also enjoy it because it's like a Christmas gift every season because you get one box for every it's- season. You get winter, spring, fall, uh, and summer. Miss that one. Whoops. Uh, and it's it, like you said, you can customize it to um, your own personal needs. So if you're a FabFitFun member and you want a particular beauty product over one, or if you want like a blanket in there, or if you want to make it a little bit more unisex, like you were talking about, Dean, you can do that, which is pretty awesome. Katie, let me ask you this. So it's a seasonal uh, product, right? Like you get one box per season. Let's say I get my exactly. girlfriend the box as a gift, but then God forbid we break up, but she's still getting the gift every every single season. What do I do then? 
What is well, wrong with you? The, either you're the best ex-boyfriend to <laughs> exist, which looks that's cool. Um, or since it's your credit card, you can transfer it over to your new girlfriend. But I guess I'm more curious, what's the etiquette on it? Like, I don't want her to stop receiving the boxes just because we broke up. Do I... I mean, it, it depends. Did she cheat on you? Like, what was the reason for the breakup? You're right. So if it's amicable, then maybe we can continue it out like another four seasons. But if it's if it's I like, mean, an, I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you were, no, but not yet. Yeah. That's understandable. But, but but we've seen that before, where it's like you know you go through a breakup, and then you have like these joint subscriptions to things. Then where do you go? How do you allocate one subscription to the next? In this case. I think that you just kind of keep getting get letting her get the Fat Fit Fun box. Well, anyway, we're going to segue <laughs> away from that whole conversation. Uh, but also with Fat Fit Fun, like you said, Katie, it is $49.99 for the subscription, seasonal subscription. But for all you listeners out there, if you guys use our promo code HELP, you're going to get $10 off your first box, which these boxes have over $200 worth of value in each box that you'll get with our code HELP for $39.99. It's the perfect Christmas gift, but you guys also just started Fat Fit Fun TV, which I, the first video I see is gluten-free peanut butter cookies, which I'm very excited about. But you guys talk about meditation, lifestyle, uh, uh, yoga, all these different dance classes. You guys have a whole uh, TV. You guys are like the Netflix of lifestyle. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's exactly the goal. We actually started in content. Um, We were an online magazine um, for several years before launching the boxes. Um, And so we really believe that we are storytellers at heart. And so part of that is, you know, you may get a fitness product in your box, let's say like the jump rope that we created with Venus Williams earlier this year. And so then you can log on to FabFitFun TV and find a host of exclusive, you know, jump rope workouts created by Venus that you can then do. So we don't want to just send you products. You know, we, you know, our intention is to deliver happiness and well-being to our members every season. Well, there you go. If you're listening to this and you want to jump on board the FabFitFun train, be sure to jump online and order your FabFitFun box. Use code HELP. You'll get $10 off. Katie, this was awesome. It was great to kind of dive into a little bit more with you, understand etiquette a little bit more post-breakup with the FabFitFun boxes. But uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Amazing. So lovely chatting with you guys. All right. Take care. Thanks, Katie. Bye. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear. So fresh. Well, every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury. eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
All right, and welcome back. As promised, we have Tracy Crossley in studio with us. Tracy is a behavioral relationship expert, and she hosts her own podcast. But Tracy, we really want to dive into your knowledge of things like breadcrumbing and the sort and the like and all that kind of stuff, okay? Um, but for our listeners out there, can you just give a quick introduction of yourself, run us down on, on kind of what you've been up to, your podcasts as well, and what qualifies you to be helping us with these dating terms? What qualifies you to be a behavioral relationship expert? I became a coach, specifically a love coach. And at the time I became a love coach, uh, that was probably the last thing in my life that was going on. Mm. And so it was kind of like taking my own journey of what I was going through with relationships and I learned a lot on top of my training, and that's basically how I became a behavioral relationship expert. Mm. Um, yeah, it sounds like an important title, doesn't it? It does. What is So does that mean that you uh, can tell how a relationship's going by body movement? That's what comes to my mind. So I can tell by basically... Well, like, I can for example, tell... Dean is rubbing my shoulders right now. What does that mean? <laughs> and now he's going There's to my chest, Whoa, down to my belly. What's happening here? Okay, so um, basically I can tell just by somebody starting to talk like they start telling me about their relationship or they start telling me about um anything like if i were dating which i'm not but if i were dating um i would just be listening to the things that they say and i can kind of tell oh you know what this person's a victim or this person's an avoidant or this person's got anxiety like you can just tell part of me wants you to see if we can have you dissect our relationships but the other part of me wants to stay as far as far away from that as possible i think that's a fantastic idea i'm an open book dean which one the first part or the second part (laughs) both so what <laughs> her tell like right, looking well, at our body language towards our significant others and determining is there any who pre- we are is there any prep work that goes into this in, in far as what as far as, far as, as me? You, you being able to read the person as they define their relationship no because usually people will start telling me things like i'm one of those people that i get on an airplane and i learn everybody's life story anyways uh-huh. so people will just start divulging information to do you me. like doing that or just is that kind of the vibe you give off um, I think it's both. I mean, I like doing it because I don't fly well. So it would always make mm-hmm. me feel better about talking to people. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going down with all these folks if yeah. we go down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a terrifying thought, but I understand. <laughs> quick sidebar real quick. I was on a flight yesterday from Houston to Los Angeles. And uh, first time this has ever happened to me. I've been on a lot of airplanes, right? And all of a sudden, uh, like the flight attendant rushes over and she goes, I smell something. Something is burning. I smell something. And I'm sitting next to an elderly couple and they start freaking out. They go, oh, my God, something is burning. And the flight attendant goes, I'm going to go get the captain. We're going to get the captain real quick. He's going to come back here. Never heard from anything ever again. I didn't smell anything. What airline was this? uh, I'm not going to name the airline. Well, it sounds like the worst flight attendant I've ever heard. (laughs) Why would you ever start a panic in the middle of an airplane? That's my point. I was blown away. I was like, wow, this this person reacted so poorly in the situation. If something really was burning, that's the last thing that you want to do. Yeah, you walk by, you smell, you try to diffuse the situation. Then you go get the captain. He comes and smells. You don't run to the middle of the plane and say, I smell something burning. Right. And they were like looking at me. They're like, is it you? Is it your phone? Is something burning over there? I was, I was like, I don't smell anything. I was like sitting there calm, but the couple next to me is freaking out. Anyways, I'm sorry for the sidebar. I just wanted to share that story real quick. Totally funny because I don't know what I would have done in that case. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've aborted a landing once. That was the worst thing that's ever happened. Oh. Where you're descending and we were pretty close to the ground. And then all of a sudden you could feel the plane drop a little bit because he kicked the engines in and then you just start ascending. And there was no announcements. And then finally, about five minutes later, he came back and said, oh, sorry, there's some miscommunication with air traffic control. There's a plane already on our runway. Ooh. So we're going to loop oh, around God. and do it again. It and it's like, okay, well, let's just make sure we're all on the same page before landing. <laughs> anyway, Tracy, back to you. Sorry. Trace, let's have, I want to have you do, uh, dive into Jared's relationship a little bit. Obviously, well, And then dive into Dean's relationship. But before, okay. But before we do any of that, are you familiar with either of ours' relationships? No. Okay, perfect. And we're Jackpot. not going to give you any information on that, right? No. At least beforehand. Do you, you need have- my wife here to really tell well no i mean if you you just tell me anything about your relationship yeah. and we can just go from there i might have questions for you let's okay. go jared you start uh i just tell you sure uh, all right so i married my wife uh three months ago uh we've been together for almost two years but we were friends for three and a half years before that we met on a show called bachelor in paradise uh she was very into me in the beginning and i really cared about her very much so, but I was more in a confusion state at that point. And then uh, I, she would pursue and I, was, I withdrew for a while. So you were an avoidant. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then whatever that means. Uh, and then a couple of years later, of course, it's your age old story. She starts dating someone else. I do some self-reflecting and realize that I'm an idiot. Something I've known for quite some time, but finally was able to cope with it, take action, tell her how I felt, 
uh, and go after her and win her heart, which is exactly what happened. Well, you already had her heart won from the get-go. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds pretty obnoxious, but I guess it's true. Well, it sounds like she was probably still attached to some degree as well, far we were as best you friends. Yeah. In between, after you broke Oh, up. yeah. We okay. would hang out. We would talk almost every day. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. probably wasn't a healthy friendship. Probably not, but you guys ended up together. So I'm curious, when things changed for you, um, obviously you were able to get married. Would you say that you still feel the same way that you did before you asked her to marry you? Yeah. Yeah. So you've really been able to move into being securely attached with your wife. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, once we got together, I was securely confident. Yeah. I was con- confident that we were going to spend the rest of our lives together just because I've always believed, too, that commit. Listen, commitment is a choice. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people forget that fact. And whenever something goes wrong with the relationship, they immediately go to, well, this isn't the person for me. And they forget that there's going to be bad times in a relationship that you have to overcome together as a couple. So I think it's this might sound bad, but there's an aspect of love to me that's a conscious choice. Does that sound horrible? No, it doesn't. But it is a conscious choice. And I talk about choice all the time because people think, oh, I'm in this dysfunctional relationship. How did I get here? I can't believe I'm here. This person's a jerk, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, is that they're not taking any responsibility for the choice that they've made to be there. And that's the thing where if you don't take responsibility for your choices, uh, your whole life is going to be just something where you're fumbling around all the time going, oh, look at this happened to me. Oh, that happened to me. Yeah, I think a lot of times, especially in today's society, a lot of people lack accountability and want to point fingers and blame others for what's happening to them. When in fact, the decision is up to you. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people in this world that unfortunately just don't have a leg up and, and need assistance. But there's also a lot of people that I think, uh, like you said, good examples of somebody who's in a bad relationship and continues to be in a bad relationship and blames everybody else except for themselves because they won't take accountability uh, with the fact that they're the ones making the choice to stay in this bad relationship. Yeah. Tracy, can I ask you a question? So. You said a couple words, and we've touched on it in brief on this podcast before, but you called Jared an avoidant uh, in the beginning stages of his relationship. Mm-hmm. And now you're saying he's secure, but there's different. So can you just talk about the, like why you're using those words and what those words mean exactly? Sure, absolutely. So are you guys familiar with insecure attachment? I'm familiar with it. but I, I want, saw you talk about it. Yeah. I want the listeners to kind of have a, and I, I don't know, like yeah. a very shallow version of it, right? Yeah. Um, but I want to hear, like, obviously from an expert's opinion. Can I hear what Dean thinks about it, and then can we get the actual definition? Sure. Sure. Let's do it. As far as I understand it, there's four attachment styles. Avoided, uh, anxious, secure, maybe it's just those three. It depends on where you're looking for your information. Because you can also find disorganized, fearful. You uh, can find anxious, avoidant. So it just really depends. Like, right. I was anxious, avoidant. Okay. So yeah. there's so there's, there could be hybrids or mixtures of them all. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah and yeah. I, it's funny because I kind of have looked back at my relationships in the past, and I've always kind of... Uh, diagnose, like self-diagnose them and kind of put a label on how I was in that relationship. Um, but like I said, I know obviously a very surface level version of all of it. So can you just kind of describe it to the listeners a little bit and obviously to us as well? Sure. Yeah. So when it comes to insecure attachment, um, this was something by a psychologist in the 60s named John Bowlby who um, came up with the theory of it and basically was talking about attachment style that infants have with their initial caregivers, usually mom or dad or whoever that happens to be. And in some cases where you would have a parent who, let's say, wasn't emotionally available, you know, like they could be putting a roof over your head, taking care of you, all of that, but they may not have been emotionally available. They may have been very um, closed off. And so you would develop an insecure attachment style, you know, where you might avoid mom if she came in the room or you wouldn't miss her or you'd hide it. Because there's ambivalent, too. I forgot about that style. But anyways, so you would have all of these different reactions. And the thing is, is that you carry this stuff forward. You, you It becomes part of your belief system. So if you believe, let's say, that um, you have to be perfect to earn love as a kid, like you get straight A's or you're an overachiever of some sort, right? So this is how you associate love as this hard thing to get. And so you come forward into your relationships as an adult. And there's a lot of people that work super hard. And I'm not talking about hard at the positive things in the relationship, like really coming closer together, working through problems. I'm talking about creating problems, creating issues and making it hard for them. So they're always in a state of struggle. So that was like my little abridged version of childhood to adulthood, how it affects you. But Hmm. all these different, you know, like avoidant, that's somebody who usually avoids emotional intimacy. Just that's what they do. They're the people that you can't cuss on here, right? 
Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> so Mark's here. Okay. Well, no, I, I mean, I, um, I refer to them as the accidental assholes in life because basically they're the people that get nailed for, oh my gosh, you know, we went out kind of like the whole breadcrumbing thing. We went out and then they disappeared and then they showed back up and then they, you know, that whole thing, right? So people that are avoidant can end up in that situation where they go out with somebody and they're like, oh my God, this was so great, so awesome. And then they start feeling, you know, feelings that are scary, right? Like, oh, I've been down this road before. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't get too close to this person and they start to back off and they may, you know, they fade out and then they disappear and maybe the other person thinks they've been ghosted. Mm -hmm. And then what ends up happening is they show back up because now they're not so afraid anymore. Maybe they've been thinking about that person going, you know, they were pretty cool. I think I want to, you know, give it another try. See, for me, and I think I I don't want to speak for Dean, but I think Dean might relate I'm that way. I'm avoidant, but I'm not avoidant because of my childhood. I feel like uh, I, I'm avoidant because there are a lot of times within a relationship. Um, I feel like I'm not good enough and I'm not trying to make this a pity party, but in terms of, I think especially coming off the show, you get a certain, uh, uh, people get an idea of who you are. And specifically with my wife, I think she had an idea of who I was and had this built up idea of who I actually was where you just can't live up to those expectations. So I think for me, I was always afraid to jump into a relationship because I always felt like I couldn't live up to a lot of people's expectations. Uh, Dean, do you feel like you're similar in that way? Well, I would always, like I said earlier, I classified myself in past relationships on my attachment style and I always classified myself as avoidant. And it's just very clear in the way that I act and the way that I've always been. But why do you think you're avoidant? I don't know, childhood trauma. Yeah. I, I mean, there's probably a million different reasons why we are the way that we are. But like you said, it, I think a lot of it was, but you had a great upbringing, like with your Oh, incredible. You've got my parents. They're, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Uh, very lucky. I, I would imagine you can, you can have the same result through very different ways of getting there, right? You can. And I will say that you don't have to actually have had a lot of trauma as a kid. Like I have clients where their parents were overprotective and they never learned to trust themselves. They didn't, you know, like they would want to go do something and then mom or dad would be like, oh, no, don't do that because it made the parent nervous, right? Because overprotective mm-hmm. people, that's what they do. So that takes the power of choice away from the kid and the kid never learns to trust themselves, which also goes back to their value. Like, how am I getting value if I'm never achieving anything unless my mom or dad are telling me, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Do that. Don't do this. Right. So what do you suggest? As, I guess that's my question. As far as which part? Well, you say a lot of our morals or our insecurities uh, come from a very young age. Mm-hmm. So do you suggest to parents out there raising their kids in a different way? I don't know, because that's a curious question, because you say that uh, like being an overprotective parent can lead to certain th- certain insecurities, or just like uh, being a parent that uh, really invests um, in their kids schooling i don't know it's hard to really uh specifically pinpoint but like you said like a lot of parents put a lot of value on schoolwork, right so if a kid comes home i remember i came home and i would get c's a lot of times possibly d's I wasn't the greatest student and i remember my parents being super disappointed i'm gonna but that's just like every parent so like we shouldn't change that right you, you're not going to be a perfect human being as a parent, and nor are you as the product of your childhood going to be perfect either. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely certain expectations that parents have. They don't want you to go run out in the middle of the street and get hit by a bus either. So, you know, they might grab your arm or go, oh, my God, and yell at you, right? Mm-hmm. Something. So to me, it's knowing your belief system, okay, because this all impacts your belief system, like you're talking about your own value. So those kind of things, you've got to know, all right, I believe these things about me. That takes self-awareness. You've got to be aware of what you say, what you do, how you feel, because the more aware that you are, you can do something about changing it. Because I'm a believer, and in my own life, I've changed a lot of these beliefs. I was an avoidant, you know, for many years. So I am not that way anymore. I'm happily married. And I look at how I am, like even if I had the tendency to want to go, you know, I need to kind of get some space here. So two things. One, I'm lucky because my husband is, we're both like, totally independent but you know interdependent you call it right but i don't feel like i'm trying to avoid him i don't try to avoid things and if i catch myself like with old behavior i'll go okay what are you doing what are you doing nope get closer i mean that's always the answer get closer because if you get closer not clinging but you get closer you're establishing intimacy and you're also breaking patterns of behavior that you have it takes emotional action to break patterns and that's what i was going to ask i was going to ask your question in the same way how do we 
uh, tip back the scales of time and and focus on the bad parts of our attachment styles and improve them because I would say what we all strive to be secure to, to have a secure attachment style right that's what we would all want mm-hmm. so for someone that's been avoidant his whole life either me or Jared or someone that has anxious or ambivalence attachment styles, you're saying basically self-awareness is the most important thing. Self-awareness because you have to start somewhere. You've got to know what you're doing. Most people, and you may notice this in yourselves, you might be other-oriented. You might be paying attention to what everybody else is doing and deciding how you're going to react to them, right? Like if I look at uh, you know any relationship and I'm concerned with how they see me or what they're doing or I want them to act a certain way towards me, then I would act in other ways to promote that. But when you catch yourself doing it, you're not being authentic. You're not really being who you are. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to manipulate a situation. So when you notice you're doing things like that, stop, just check yourself and stop and go, what am I doing? I need to stop doing that. Why? Because I want to be securely attached because it feels better. Yeah. And so it's like unabashed openness is kind of what you're saying. I am saying that I'm saying also to speak your truth. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have a 30 day boot camp. I have, um, well, I have a 30-day emotional cleanse, which is a digital program mm-hmm. that you can take. And, you know, it's really great. I think that people have changed their lives. In fact, that's what I've heard. Um, but I also have a workshop coming up um, December 6th, and that is going to be on breadcrumbing and stopping the breadcrumbing because people keep taking breadcrumbs their whole lives without even knowing it. They just complain about it. So let's talk about some of those terms. Well, yeah, yeah I have some of the terms actually brought up on my computer right now. And breadcrumbing, for all of you out there, or help I suck at daters who don't know what breadcrumbing is, it is when somebody seems to be pursuing you, but really they have no intention of being tied down to a relationship. It might be difficult to tell in the early stages, especially if you met online because they receive a series of texts that suggest they are interested. However, it soon becomes clear that this person has no intention of following through with anything they've said. They just like leaving you breadcrumbs like a trail in Hansel and Gretel to stir you along. That is from Business Insider. Dot com. Shout out to Business Insider. String you along, not stir you along. What did I say? You said stir you along. I said stir you along? Wow, I'm an idiot. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Tracy, you said that you do a workshop on uh, a workshop on breadcrumbing and how to stop people from breadcrumbing you? Mm-hmm. Basically. Tell us. Well, you, you can't stop. Okay. You can't stop people from doing whatever the hell they're going to do. They're just going to do what they do. Mm-hmm. You can stop participating mm-hmm. in it, though. Okay. I mean, that's a, going back to the whole power of choice thing that we were talking about before. You, you have a choice. So one of the things is when it comes to breadcrumbing is to have some kind of, as I said, an awareness that you're unhappy, that you're in a situation that you probably have anxiety about because with breadcrumbing, you think somebody's gone and then they show back up. And then you notice that it becomes a pattern, right? Back and forth, back and forth, call it a yo-yo, call it whatever you want. And you start to become anxious most of the time because you know this person's going to show back up. You know it, and you can't seem to let go of it. Like, you're stuck. You're one of those people that your friends are like, what are you doing? Why can't you get out of this situation? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you? And so that's how, I mean, I help people by helping them change their beliefs, their patterns, how they basically think and feel so that they end up feeling a lot lighter and they can make better decisions can for you themselves. Give us, can you give us one example of how someone might get themselves out of breadcrumbing? I know it's not just one thing that will change everything, but can you give us a small sample? Sure. When you go out on a date, first of all, make sure that you're in reality. A lot of times, especially, I don't want to say women, but women will go out on a date with somebody. <laughs> um, men do it too because I work with people, I work with men and women. Uh-huh. And so they'll go on a date and they'll think, oh my God, I'm like so into this person. They don't know this person and they develop a fantasy about the person. You know, they see themselves riding off into the sunset with them. So they're not in reality. And that's usually when you can tell because you're already living in the future somewhere. So my, you know, my advice is always to bring it back to the present moment, especially if you're in one of these cycles too. Like even past the first date, and let's say you get caught up in that, you've got to become aware, holy crap, you know, I'm putting up with this. What am I thinking? Well, I'm thinking about them getting their, you know, their act together and coming back. Like what you did with your wife. Mm-hmm. Like she probably on some level was hoping you were going to finally wake up one day and go, yeah, I want to be with you. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So, so it really, it works like that. But a lot of times it doesn't have a happy ending. Usually mm-hmm. it has, you know, just this ongoing breadcrumbing and it never goes anywhere. Well, I think for me specifically, I had to just let go of my ego um, for a little while. I think uh, what, what you were talking about, 
we've talked about it on this podcast before too, where it's like the less you know about someone, especially early on uh, in dating, whatever it might be, is you have such a small amount of information on them. So say, you know, like 5% of who they are, then you tend to fill in that 95% with what you hope for them to be. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and then so that's obviously you're able to like glorify them, put them on this pedestal because you have no idea who they are. You just, you're just assuming these things. And then well, I, what I always notice too is obviously the longer you get to know them, the more they start to fill it up themselves and the less things tend to fall in how you expect them to fall into place. Right. And that could be really disappointing, you know, for people if they are not allowing a natural process in yeah. dating. Because one of the things too, people don't speak their truth. They come to a date. They want to impress that person. Yeah. They hide things that yeah. are important to them. And then they end up, you know, being either walking on eggshells for the whole relationship, never admitting to some things that are very true for them, or, you know, they end up fighting about it. Mm -hmm. And then it turns into a point of contention Mm -hmm. or many points of contention. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. So I'm in a relationship now. I have a girlfriend. We've been dating for five months. Uh, Hold your applause, please, everyone. Um, Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Uh, And I will say that this is the first, I've always been like super honest, but this time I've been like overly honest to the point where I'm like airing all my dirty laundry out as early as I possibly could, because I'm like, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. Obviously I can like grow moving forward, but like, this is all the bad stuff you'll ever have to know about me. Um, And as soon as I started like talking so openly and freely about those things, I noticed there's a lot more uh, strength in the relationship that I have now with my girlfriend versus before I was like ashamed of certain things. And so maybe I wasn't telling like the full truth on some of that. Um, and like you said, I was always kind of walking like on edge a little bit, thinking that I wouldn't, to Jared's point, live up to the expectations of the person that I'm dating because like I'm kind of selling myself to be a little bit more than I really am. Um, so I agree with what you're saying. And it's nice. And it's like a liberating feeling. It's it's obviously because then you have the person that's liking you for you rather than the person that you're at least putting on. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So let me ask you both. Is that something we should all do moving forward? I think so. To yeah. let go of any expectations and just fully be yourself from the moment you meet someone? Yeah. I. Well, I think I told you this before, too. When I was on the show the first this past time, I was like, yeah, I've got no friends. I'm super broke. I'm homeless. I have no job. Yeah, I've got this ridiculous. I like I undersold myself to the point where Jared called it manipulation. I see where he's coming. I never said manipulation. You were like, well, is it good? Is it kind of manipulation? I was like, yeah, it kind of is. But like, it's like on the other side of it. It's like I was like being like, I'm a real head, right? Like I have no friends. I have no prospects. I definitely never said manipulation. I would never call you a manipulator. No, I know. But it was like you were just kind of spoke like driving a debate. You weren't like. Sometimes I like driving debate. Yeah. Um, Anyways, my point is I undersold the crap out of myself and it obviously worked in my favor. So I I agree. To your point, to your point. the more, I guess, you just are willing to share about yourself, and then you kind of just create that secure attachment. And I, I don't think that in this relationship that I'm in now that I have an avoided attachment style. I think both of us are secure. Um, and it's the first time I've ever been in a relationship where it's been so secure attachment style-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think, th- to, to your point, it's to thank the, uh, the openness and the honesty from the get-go. I think that's a big part of it. And you got to actually care about yourself enough to do that. Yeah. You know, that's the thing when you don't care about yourself enough. And that's, again, a belief. And you're doing things to avoid having that, I would say, that love for yourself, then you're looking for it from someone else anyways. And so you're needing them to kind of fill an empty hole. Um, So you also have a podcast called Deal With It on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Is this more of the topic you talk about? It is. I am. I've been doing it twice a week and on Tuesdays specifically. It's called The Journey of Attachment and it is all about attachment. Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. Oh, I listened to an episode on the way in. It's, you're very positive. I was telling you that earlier. Yeah. You're very positive way thinking. Uh, you're optimistic. It's very comforting to listen to. That's awesome. And I, you know, I feel like it is because I've lived it. Mm-hmm. So I know where I'm coming from. And I've helped people in the last 11 years in getting out of these situations and getting into healthy relationships. I feel so. like I feel like we need to have you on for more than just a 20 or 30 minute segment at some, segment at some point. Because I feel there's, there's a lot of overlap between what we talk about on a regular basis and it sounds like what you're incredibly well versed in as well um but we do have to we do have to wrap up I, yeah yeah but tracy we want to thank you so much for coming in we really appreciate it tracy so tracy cross today, everybody you can check out her podcast on apple Podcasts everywhere it is called deal with it you also have your 30-day cleanse yes uh which is online yes because uh, on your website you go immediately and you have to take a quiz uh, which I took the quiz. It's a little intimidating, some of the questions, but it forces you to be honest. Like yeah. Dean said, you have to be honest from the get-go or you're never going to grow. Uh, and then you also have a boot camp coming up. I do. I have, um, well, I have the boot camp, which actually starts this week. And 
it will kick your butt. It's basically all about transforming these beliefs in a very short period of time because you usually have to work with people for years. Mm -hmm. And when you can cut it down, and I've cut it down to 10 weeks, and it will change your life. So, yeah. And where can people get that? They can go to my website. You can find that there. You can find the workshop there. You can find everything. It's all there. And What's that the website? com. Yes. I'm saying your last name, right? You Her? are. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I was so confident in the beginning, I didn't even ask you. I was like, her last name's Crossley. Yeah. That's how I'm saying it. It's very phonetic. Um, anyways, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be on the lookout for you. We'll be sure to tune into your podcast. Again, for the listeners, it's called Deal With It. Be sure to check that out wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And Tracy, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me, guys. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Have you guys heard of Casper? And no, I'm not talking about the friendly ghost. I am talking about Casper mattresses. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. You actually spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. The experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places. The original Casper mattresses combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. The Wave mattress features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. The Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night, and the hybrid combined the pressure relief of the award-winning foam with durable yet gentle springs. Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows, sheets, to ensure an overall better sleep experience, all designed, developed, and assembled in the United States. Delivered right to your door in a small, how-do-they-do-that size box, and free shipping returns in the United States and Canada, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial hassle free returns if you're not completely satisfied now right now get $100 toward select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dating and use dating at checkout terms and conditions apply that's casper.com slash dating and use dating d-a-t-i-n-g at checkout for $100 toward select mattresses that's once again casper.com slash dating and use dating at checkout all right, we are back. 
with help. I suck at dating. We're going to get into a couple of emails right now. But before we get into the emails, I want to encourage you to email us your own stories. Email us at I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. We've got a couple good ones today. Mark is going to read them. I'm not sure which ones he's going to pick. I got three in front of me right now, all of equal quality. And let's get into it. Before Mark reads, I just want to say, if you're not following the Help I Suck at Dating Instagram what are you as doing? well, come on, guys. I know for a fact <laughs> that more people listen to this podcast than follow us on social media. And I got to be honest, I've been putting some good content up there. You've been doing really good. I'm, 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 I'm happy with myself. Yeah, I, so follow I Help I Suck at Dating podcast group on Instagram. No, Help I Suck at Dating on Instagram. This is controversial what I'm going to say, but if all of the people that we do podcasts with i believe jared is the most dedicated to his podcast 100 oh my god i do 100%. i believe that because like uh-huh. like with like with tracy you listen to her podcast you read a bunch of her stuff like you really prep for the guests where most of our podcast hosts no offense because they're very busy people but they come in there and go who what what do they do great and then we tell them and then they go do it but you really put the time in well i will never take for granted having an iheart radio podcast like the idea if you would have told you know, 13-year-old Jared, that he would have a podcast on iHeartRadio in the same studio that Ryan Seacrest, the host of American Idol, records in in the morning. I mean, you just can't take those things for granted. So, like, you know, I just want to make sure we do a deal of diligence, work hard, help I suck at dating, People Choice Awards, 2020, here we come. And Mark, to your point, I'm really glad. Thank you for saying those things. I'm really glad one of the co-hosts of this podcast really cares about it. (laughs) Dean, you care too. Really puts the work in. Well, you know what it is? So refreshing. Dean's, here's the thing that I've noticed. Dean is so naturally talented. Oh my god! I'm not joking. I'm not trying to boost you you up, but you're just so good at being able to articulate yourself and, and, and say your thoughts uh, you are very good at this, Dean. That is true. I yeah. appreciate the compliment after the dick, and so I'll take it. But no. also, you did the show by yourself for a long time, and that's hard. Yeah. Very hard. It really is. Yeah, it's funny, too, because that was before I really... I don't know. It doesn't matter. But let's get into some emails. All right. <laughs> also, I want to point out, Jared said dill duigence, and I thought that was very funny. What did I say? Dill You tried to say due diligence. God. It's a dill duigence. English is hard for me. We have an anonymous email. She uh, was at a bar with a guy she met on Bumble. She thought it was pretty boring, but whatever. So the bartender brings us their drinks, and she looks up, and she sees her ex-boyfriend on a date with one of her best friends. I've never been so shook in my life, she says. Her best friend sees her, freezes. I look at my date, and I say, you know what? This was chill, but I got a bounce and I left. But now I don't know what to do. Like, she knew how insane my ex-boyfriend was. She knew how awful our breakup was. But now she's going out with him. What do I do? (laughs) Seven O's. I, for some reason, am more upset with him than I am with her. But how does she handle this situation? Wait, why is she more upset with him? That's a good question. But that's another, that's one of those things. Like, sometimes when you're... You catch your spouse kind of flirting with somebody. You're more mad at the girl than you are with your spouse. Like, I'm not sure what the mentality is there, but it happens. There's like a weird justification your brain does. The person closer to you, you find more excuses for. Mm. Yeah, I guess, because I'd be way more mad at the best friend. What are you doing? (laughs) It is funny, too, because it sounds like if obviously she was talking to her friend all the time about how bad this boyfriend of hers was. Now they're broken up, but now she's on a date with him. That's crazy. I think that she's kind of mixed. She should be more upset with her friend than she should be with her ex. Her ex doesn't owe her anything. Yeah, he can go on any dates he wants with whoever he wants. But that friend doesn't sound like she's very much your friend. It if sounds she's like she was laying in wait. Like she knew this was teetering uh, and she waited for her opportunity to move in. So let's help answer her question. What does she do? Uh, she talks to the friend, obviously, and asks her, what the hell are you doing? I don't know. That's what I would do. Uh, I would say it probably sounds like that friendship is just about to be over. Yeah, but be- it's her best friend. That's how she's saying it in the email. It doesn't sound like the one other of my one, best friend. It doesn't sound says. like the other person feels the same way. Because if you had a mm. best friend that just broke up with a crazy ex, you wouldn't be going on a date with that person. Yeah. I she's clearly had Mark. feelings for this guy while you were with him. Totally. I think, Jared, I think you probably are giving the best advice that, you know, communication, you should talk to her, but I don't know. Maybe just move on. I don't know. I think it's Never sad. talk to your best friend again? Well, what, should, isn't it on the best friend to talk to her? I, I communicate. Like, at some point, they're going to talk, right? Like, the best friend does not know that she saw her on the date with her ex. She does know. Oh, she they does know. They locked eyes. They locked eyes. She froze. And, oh, God. And Anonymous fled. Maybe they'll never talk. <laughs> I don't know. They should, they're going to talk at some point, so I think you should just reach out to her. I've, I've kind of talked about this before. One of my old, uh, one of my ex-girlfriends had hooked up with my best friend once, and then I started dating her. And my best friend got really upset once mm-hmm. he found out. Yeah. 
but the, but we had gone on like five dates before he ever found out. And I guess I never told him, but he was my best friend. But it's a little different because him and her were never like actually boyfriend girlfriend. They never really dated. They just like kind of hooked up a couple times or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been this girl's friend who is now dating her ex, and I'm still best friends with the guy that I was best friends with back then. So it's kind of a tricky situation. Like maybe she's having fun, like being sneaky about her potential relationship and kind of like you know moving through the shadows. But also, it's kind of messed up, especially if you were like constantly sharing how crappy this guy yeah. was with you and how he pro- you're probably like devastated and sad and heartbroken that so, never happened in my situation so i can't speak on that but if if any of that happened and now this person is still dating the guy that you just broke up with that's cause for concern yeah i agree i think mark you hit it on the head where this girl liked this guy she was dating her friend they broke up he asked her out because there like was some flirtation well there. we she can't said, be sure okay. that he asked her yeah out. she might have moved in and asked him out I mean, that's bold. Bold. That's bold. I think this is bold. I think that changes the entire conversation. Or, yeah, we don't know that because maybe it's the other thing. Maybe the boyfriend, whilst they were together, man, your best friend's hot. Ooh, boy, if I ever have an opportunity, I'm moving in on that. Maybe you're right. Maybe the onus on this one is on the boy. Sounds like you're out of boyfriend and you're out of friend. As yeah, well. I think so. Sorry, well, Anonymous. Well, as long as you, she said it's one of her best friends, so you have other best friends. Yeah, you got plenty. You got options. Got options, girl. <laughs> we got to wrap it up. I'm sorry, guys. Ben and Ashley are here, and you know they get more listens than you guys do. That's, so we gotta... that's such it's a truest statement. That's been 2020 <laughs> People Choice Awards, and we won't get kicked out of the studio, people. The Suck Army is gonna tear this place They're down. For Mark. You, Mark. They're we coming. only answer one email today because of that. Unbelievable. One email. We'll save the other one. I have one more proposition for the listener out there. If you listen to this podcast as well as Almost Famous every week. Stop listening to Almost Famous. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just Don't kidding. do that. That's my wife's podcast. <laughs> Don't say that, Dean. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Jared, I love being in studio with you. Thanks for... I love being in studio with you, too. We need to do this more often. We really do. We need to be in studio more often. Thanks for sitting through this with me. Big thank you to our guests, Tracy uh, Crossley. Be sure to check out her podcast, Deal With It. Big thank you to Katie from FabFitFun for calling in and talking to us for a little bit. Big thank you to Anonymous for sharing her story about her crazy ex-boyfriend Our and her... Our favorite emails are from Anonymous. She's I wish we great. had time to answer more, but unfortunately we do not. Um, Jared... But also, for the FabFitFun, use our code HELP for $10 off. That's right. And Ashley's here, so maybe if she just says hi, we can say that she's a special guest star. Maybe that'll help, you know, get boost things uh, for Ashley, help. come say hi. Yeah, <laughs> just say hi. Just say hi. 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 There Thank you, go. our special, special guest, guest Ashley 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 Ashley. Ashley. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. That People's Choice Award is surely ours next year. Lock it in, baby. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we will suck just a little bit less. Follow Help. I Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.